about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hey, welcome to another Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, my name is Pete. Really appreciate you listening, whether that be from your favourite podcast location or our website, yourharrogate.co.uk, where you can listen to the radio station from. Just click in the top right-hand corner. You can listen on the free app, smart speaker, and in the car on DAB Radio. Now, this is being recorded on Friday the 28th of April. We have a busy weekend ahead. Nick Hancock is going to be at Rudding Park for Golf Fest on Saturday the 28th. 9th of April. Also racing taking place. Family racing too at both Ripon and Weatherby and the Weatherby Beer Festival on this weekend amongst other things. But... As we always do at the end of the week, our podcast has a bit of a sporty feel and something completely different. Very soon, we're going to be meeting the man who is a plasterer around the Harrogate area, and he's also a pro skateboarder. He is going to be skateboarding 300 miles to his former home in Barry Island in South Wales, all to raise money for his mum, who very sadly has been diagnosed with motor neurone disease. But first of all, going back to Thursday night when there was a Harrogate Town Fans Forum at the Cedar Court Hotel... Simon Weaver was part of the panel and after we'd finished, I was asking him how it feels following the win at Newport on Tuesday night to have that Football League status finally secured for a fourth season. Oh, it's a great feeling. It's been such a, a tough season, very intense, and it's taken its toll at times. However, the lads have pulled us through, and they deserve a lot of credit. And so it's nice to have been at the fans' forum tonight, where people are smiling and looking actually forward to next season. Now. I think the mental strength has been shown in previous games, the games where you've battled back from being two down. But again, the other night at Newport, just immense. Yeah, that's it. As much as you want players to understand you have to just let things go and it's next action action followed by action it's a hard thing to do you know when you're up against it the lights of Leighton Orient you know where there were 10,000 fans there and the other night at Newport they were very vocal home support and so to come from behind and, and then go and win at Newport was was fantastic and it was a testament to the character again of this this group of players that I think it's five times in the last six games we've come from, from behind and, and got points uh, and there have been all vital points of course has there ever been a point in this particular period where you yourself have genuinely been concerned thinking actually you know we we really need to do something drastic here otherwise we're back in the National League Um, I've obviously had concerns pretty much since August and that's why we had to act as we did in January Um, but even then you know you got teams like Gillingham and Colchester pulling out all the stops you know in terms of investment level to go again and so you gulp a bit harder then and you go right those two aren't probably going to be in contention for the drop but now I've never thought this is drastic I've just it's difficult being the hunted isn't it and we've just managed to keep ourselves ahead above water at all times but it has been tense and there's been moments and you go, oh, I didn't see them Hartlepool coming back then or Crawley winning that game but we've dug in and I think there's been characters emerging as said in the fans forum I think it, it's been an opportunity for people either to stand up or actually sink under the pressure of it and, and people have stood up and, and I include the fans there I think they've been immense I think the game where we scored twice in, in the dying minutes against Wimbledon will live long in the memory now and it may not have done if it had gone down but it will now because 
another vital point and it would be at the cop end wouldn't it because that's where they took the ball in somebody mentioned to me during the break tonight the fact that obviously go back to the start of the season it was massive changes you know it was it was a new squad effectively but then you've almost done that again come January with all the different signings and the loanies how, how tricky has that been and, and how impressed have you been the fact that they've gelled so well so quickly yeah um, it <laughs> We brought an experience and we were able to bring in experience in January, uh, which wasn't the case, you know, defensively anyway with targets last summer. And we could have done with Rory being fit at the time, with Josh Falcon being fit at the start of the season, with Stephen Dooley. So the experienced players we did have, well, they weren't fit to be able to help the younger lads along. And so what we needed was um, that steel throughout the core and managed to bring that in certainly defensively in January and uh, as well as, you know, it can't be understated that the value of Kazim because we've been able to give him the ball and he's been able to spend time on it and thrill the crowd so it was a big change again hopefully there won't be as much chopping change next year I've never really been up for that but we want to be competitive and we want to have a really good run at it uh, Warren Burrell is out now for is it, is it surgery that he needs yeah, he's had it this morning actually right. 7 o'clock this morning so Rachel's incredible like, like that with her contacts and because we've had so many injuries she's well versed with arranging operations but um, he's been in for a hernia operation so obviously he's ruled out for the next two games but he can be proud as well because he's been a real leader off the pitch when he's not been playing recently but then when he's been dro- dropped into the last two games he's, he's stood up tall again so how do you go into a game like Mansfield at the weekend there well within a shout of getting into the playoffs you're safe but presumably you still want to push on and, and get that points tally that bit higher well yeah there's not nothing quite like getting back on the coach is there even when there's not as much at stake as, as the recent weeks there's nothing quite like getting on a a bus that's full of good atmosphere and, and players buzzing over each other and the team going over to the crowd once again having had a win and we've done it before at Mansfield um, we did it at home against Mansfield and hopefully we can continue to be their bogey side but we want to keep performing and scoring goals and did you allow yourself a little celebration after Newport the other night or is, is that going to be safe uh, at the end of the season well I'll let the secret out of the bag now um, went to service station at one o'clock in the morning and um I bought a packet of discos. <laughs> so one o'clock. Rock in the and morning. roll. I wasn't even hungry, but I just thought, no, I'm having them. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, uh, yeah, at the end of the season, I'll have a few beers and be just good to down tools, you know, even for a few days. And, and then the recruitment starts. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. I could just do with a packet of salt and vinegar discos right now. Big thanks to Simon and come on town against Mansfield this weekend in League 2. Now, on to something completely different. Skateboarding, which I don't think we've featured on the podcast before. A Harrogate plasterer who's also a pro skateboarder Dan Katchi, his mum, very sadly, was diagnosed with motor neurone disease last year. And so, to raise funds for his mum and to raise awareness of MND, Dan is setting off on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, to his former home in Barry Island. I've been along to the skate park in Valley Gardens to find out a little bit more. Been skateboarding for about 20 years now. And what kind of first got you into it? I got a skateboard from my next door neighbour. Right. Uh, she gave it to me because her son kept hurting herself. So they passed it on to you and thought, yeah. you can hurt yourself exactly, instead. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was the one always doing silly things in the streets, so I guess I guess I just stuck with it consistently. I never really did anything else apart from just 
just wanting to skate and uh, and then you know I, I had a few invites to go to competitions around the world with with some of my friends who were competing as well and I guess that's what kind of pushed me into competing for the UK then but it takes a lot of dedication and consistency that's for sure yeah, I bet yeah, yeah. and I would I'm imagine a few persistent. broken bones along the way uh, I've, I'm quite lucky I've never really broken anything serious I just fell on my face really bad once that's about it <laughs> I don't know like, yeah, yeah I just fell on my face I've been, <laughs> severe, I've been severely lucky I guess you know a few sprains and stuff but nothing nothing too bad and I mean how how different can competitions be uh, I think it's just, it's, it's just about being consistent which you know sometimes I've struggled with because it's, it's a lot of pressure when uh, depending on what environment that you're in I mean competitions always bring crowds and then you have to find that really kind of middle ground with staying in your own little world finding your bubble and staying in it and what about where in the world would you say skateboard is most prevalent America I mean in the UK at the minute you know skateboarding is now in the Olympics but I guess money-wise and funding-wise in the UK at the minute, there's not really much for it. In America, it's, you know, it's, it's vast. That's where all the massive companies are based. You know, I'm guessing it's just a lot easier up there to get things off the ground, I guess. And as a pro skater yourself, would you like to see it get to that level in the UK? I would, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's... All I can say is that, you know, if you've got a local skate shop, support your local skate shop. Division 24 in Wakefield, uh, there's a guy who owns that called Wayne. He's been really supportive with me since I've been up here and also we've sorted me things out for the journey and obviously you know he has brands that he sells but that's where you get them from you get them from him you get that as a skate shop you know so that's that's my only bit of advice to be honest is support your local skate shop because you know they'll bring everything to you let's have a bit, uh, chat about this forthcoming mammoth challenge have you done anything that's similar to this before or no, <laughs> no nothing apart from you know going on skate trips and and stuff like that i've never done anything long distance kind of struggled to begin with on even how to train for it but i do know of two other people that have done it and it's just something that i thought was fitting really it's all i know to do you know just tell us about your mum as well because when was she diagnosed with mnd so basically it was last october she woke up with pins and needles in her arm uh, which then led onto her leg. She went to a hospital and they basically put it down to menopausal medication because she was having patches for the menopause at the time. They told her it was an allergic reaction. But obviously, as well as the pins and needles, she, her speech was really, really slow, as if somebody turned her into slow motion. You know, she couldn't put her words out quick enough. So they'd gone in, they'd sent her out saying that it was just this reaction couple of weeks had gone by and she was just you know slowly getting worse both with her speech and use of her arm um multiple gps kept telling her the same thing and then it was only when uh she she had real problems with her arm and then her speech was even worse that my dad took her down to the heath hospital in cardiff and they managed to catch a neurologist at, at the time he was just leaving his shift and he spent five minutes just to to come and speak to my mum and just from her speech and, and the way that she was, like her mannerisms, he, he said to her straight away, like, you need to stay in. So there was three weeks of tests from that day where she stayed in. And then obviously with the tests coming back and everything that was showing up, there was only two options, which was motor neurons disease, or it was 2%, uh, something called spasticity, which they described as basically just being not as fatal. But, uh, you know, the, the official diagnosis only came through a few weeks ago, I guess. They're baffled as to why my mum's speech has deteriorated so quick. 
My stepdad, he's been great. He's already started putting things in the house for my mum, like handrails and, and, and extra balances and stuff. But the thing is, is like, because my mum's legs are affected, it's, it's also her balance. The last time I seen her, which was uh, just under two weeks ago, she was shuffling her feet because she couldn't pick them up. And I've, I'm now told that uh, she needs some serious help with getting up the stairs. So I think my parents, uh, I think their plan is to, to basically now sell the house that they're in, which we, you know, we grew up in as, as kids, um, to, to look at getting a bungalow for my mum. Because, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next kind of six months. That's a horrible thing, you know, because a doctor can't say to us, oh, you know, she won't be walking in six months or she, oh, this is going to happen because it's, it's, it's just, a, a, I think it's just like a spontaneous thing. Like it just happens when it happens. So this is why you were spurred on to do some and raise some funds for, for the charity. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never set up a GoFundMe or anything before. You know, I've, I've always kind of tried to just deal with it myself and when she was just getting worse and nobody was stepping in like the hospital hadn't stepped in or obviously there's occupational health that come from the hospital which help with stuff like banisters and stuff like that you know like that hadn't happened quick enough for my liking to be honest um so yeah i just i felt like i just had to to, to raise something to to just help them because she's gonna need a wet room and, and stuff like that and I'd rather have something sorted for her as soon as possible, to be honest. And where are you at with fundraising at the moment? I've been fundraising over like the last five weeks, I think. Uh, approximately five weeks. Um, and I think I'm about £100 shy of £6,000. Brilliant. Um, which I'm really happy with. Like, I didn't know the reaction that I would get with, you know, setting up a GoFundMe, obviously, to help my mum and how people would feel that it wasn't you know like a charity but i believe that if everybody came together in the world as a general like everybody could help everybody and that's kind of what spurred me on to do it and i was just amazed with the the help that people have given and, and the donations that people have made yeah, so the response that you had yeah the, the response has been brilliant yeah and, and especially from you know the, the skateboard community as the uk as a whole um you know, there's there's been a lot of guys down in Bristol um, from a, a distribution called China that have, have helped me a lot. Just even sharing the post, like, you know, I I would never kind of like, even though I've set the goal for me up, I would never physically ask somebody to donate. Obviously, the people do that out of the kindness of their heart, don't they? You know, and I, I feel very privileged by that. But all I just ask is that you know, if you see the post, just share it, yeah. because my my goal from this is not even. You know, 50% of it is to is to help raise money for my mum, but the other 50% is to also raise awareness for this because I'm told that in women, MND is rare. So I, I want to spread the awareness with it, and whether that's through skateboarding or whether that's just, you know, through social channels, whatever, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. The distance you have to go then, and, and, and when you set off, just detail that for us. All right, so approximately 300 miles. I've got to average about 50 miles a day to each checkpoint that I need to go to. Um, so I'll start Wednesday morning and we'll be leaving hopefully between around 8 and 9 o'clock. There's two people coming with me. Uh, one, one, one of my friends, Ribo, is going to be filming it. Uh, Connor's actually going to be skating it with me because he sadly actually lost his mum to MND. And uh, I've got a friend, uh, Daryl Glasswell, so he's, um, he's going to be our support van. Um, he's coming with me for the for the days to to make sure that we've got everything that we need and and everything else. The board you've got will it will it withstand the mileage or do you have to change the wheels or? I've got three setups altogether. <laughs> uh, this one's kind of like my, you know, the one that I'll be able to go fast on if if I'm lucky enough to have a nice straight flat road. But I do have another one that's got a bigger wheelbase. It's just a bigger, you know, it's kind of like a like a monster truck of boards really, right. and that'll be my you know my my distance. 
and then the third one's just you know if, if, if I need it but yeah I have multiple wheels multiple bearings <laughs> and just finally Dan just tell us um, how we can follow it and how we can support I don't have a page set up for the, the journey it was more just to be through uh, the social my social channels um, so my Instagram mainly I don't I, I have Facebook don't really use it so all the stories on it'll be on Instagram basically <laughs> uh, which, it, which is just Dan Catchy um, and, and that's it yeah I'll be putting up regular stories and you know and, and and posts throughout it and you know if people would like to donate along the way that would be great there's also uh, a post i've put out for other skateboarders to join so if, if anyone from you know sheffield birmingham wakefield um cheltenham bristol newport cardiff any anybody wants to join along the way they can just follow it through my instagram and come meet us up that'd be awesome if you if you roll into barry island with a uh, a bit of a an, band an entourage you. yeah yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd feel very blessed i know i know that there's definitely probably about five people going to be coming to the finish line with me from you know cardiff newport way i've even got a friend who uh, who's from barry that's going to be driving to cheltenham and coming from Cheltenham with oh, us. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, yeah. So. Well, good luck with it. Yeah. And very best wishes um, to your mum. Thanks for, for, for a journey with, uh, with MNT. Thank you very much, man. You'll have a game.